Hello, uh, Noreen. How you doing? And welcome to this. Oh, welcome to this podcast, and happy Christmas, and a the happy same. New Year to you and your family. <laughs> Thank you very much, and the same to you and all yours. That's it. So I suppose it's it's the time of year now where we uh, where we reflect on the year for Western Gales J Club. So uh, yeah, the seniors that the senior footballers did well this year. They they got uh, they were there thereabouts in the mix for the. For the championship, weren't they? Yeah, they did well in the group stages, and um, then they yeah bowed out to Clon in in the the quarter final. But yeah, they I suppose they once again you know flattered to deceive really. They did well, and and they they played very well. They've a few new lads coming through, so um, but just. You know the game against Clon, they had their chances, and when they Oren Hester got a goal and they went four up, you think this is it, will push on, but unfortunately not. So it's just a, another year without any silverware. You know, um, bit disappointing. But I mean, you know, they're they're probably one of the top teams at senior level. It's just that they just you know can't seem to land the county title. That's it, and I suppose really they'd be they'd be looking forward to. Having a rest over the Christmas period and then be uh, be ready for the year twenty twenty one again and of course looking looking at the the government regulations or the the level of five restrictions are coming in in again albeit with a few alterations but uh, you'd like to you'd like to think that maybe at some stage that the the season will recommence and uh, you know it'll be able to start again maybe it'd be interesting to see if there's going to be a league this year or next year as well but. Uh, that's all for next year, I suppose. But look, looking at the ladies' section as well, uh, you know, it's it, it's great to see the the ladies' section going well. And uh, unfortunately, though, the uh, you you be losing um, Jenny Higgins to to Clan the Gale, but uh, I'm sure with the with the players you have, she should be a difficult lady to to replace. But uh, I suppose all, all you can do is go go on, get on with it, really, and bring bring other players through. Well, that's it. I mean, she's a massive loss to any team, but, you know, um, it's huge. There's not really anybody, I suppose, that can replace her. But like you say, they just, you know, have to get on with it. And, um, you know, they're, they're a young team. They have a lot of very young girls, you know, that would maybe 16, 17. So, you know, hopefully that as they mature, but it's just at the moment, Kilbride just are seem to be way out ahead. They're a bit like Dublin. They seem to be way out ahead of all the rest, you know, and the other clubs are kind of playing catch up. But I mean we we were quite happy because we comfortably, you know, retained our senior status and they never really looked like they were going to be relegated. So, you know, that was quite a successful year for them. That's it, and I suppose looking at looking at the underage structure as well, uh, you know, in, in Western Gales for the uh, for the for the ladies section as well. What are your thoughts on that? Um, well, our underage, unfortunately, it probably would be operating in the very lower, you know, um, divisions. There doesn't seem to be a huge lot coming through at underage level in the girls, but you know, we have a few players, but just kind of I think under 12 under 14 are probably would be weak and unfortunately I think the under 14 they didn't win a single game this year well not even that they didn't win they just got hammered in every game so it's it's very hard for coaches and for players to turn out for training 
you know, all the time. And just then when the game comes, they're just hammered off the field. So, you know, I don't know, is it just that the, the talent isn't there or is it, you know, that they're not, you know, they're a lot of the schools and that they are trying to, you know, get everybody involved, but there's probably would be a lot of girls that wouldn't play either, you know, so, and we would have, you know, our numbers would be small. So um, hopefully that things will improve, but at the moment it's, it's, you know, it's not much cause for optimism, but, you know, we'll just see and hope that, that things do improve. But I suppose really at the same time, though, even though the girls, even though they're not like, as you just said, they're getting hammered and things like that. Yeah. I suppose at least the, the players are learning from that. And maybe as a result, they can develop their game from that and maybe improve skills. And to be fair, I suppose the, the, the lack of training or the opportunities for training due to, to COVID and that throughout the, yeah. throughout the year was, was kind of a factor both, well, for all teams and all clubs and all and things like that. So. Not not saying that that's an excuse, but it's yeah, kind no, of, you know, you know yeah. it's a factor like that's it. And you know, in fairness, there's there's great coaching done at underage, but I think yeah. too there's you know under twelve there's a big number, but then they seem to fall off, especially the girls. You know, they go to secondary school yeah. and they develop other interests, and they're just not willing to put in the commitment. So. For a small club like us, you know, any player we lose is a big loss. So, you know, it, it's not easy to kind of, you know, keep keep going. And for the girls that do stick with it, fair play to them. That, you know, even though they they turn out and they probably do get hammered, but they'll be back again, you know, in two days' time for training. They keep with it. So there's great credit to them. It's easy to keep going when you're winning, but when things are against you, you know, it's, it's very easy to just call a day and say, oh, I'm not doing this anymore. So there's great credit due to, you know, those girls and the coaches as well. That's it. And I suppose that's a testament to the, the girls' um, mental strength as well, that the fact that they are still willing to turn out, even though they're not getting wins or winning yeah. titles or anything, they're, they're just doing it for the love of it. And uh, it, yeah. it shows mental strength as well to the girls, you know. Absolutely, yeah. So um, that's it. I suppose underage boys is, is in a healthier place. You know, we have, um, yeah. we, we had the under 12s were operating, or the under 14s in Division 1, and the, the under 14s are in Division 2, and the, the minors got to a county semi final. So, you know, they, there is a, a good group of lads, especially at under 16 level, there's a great group of lads there that were, you know, expecting good things from so hopefully you know that they'll continue to stick with it and you know um to give the, the commitment but i do notice that from um say under 14 from the year before from last year there's there's a big drop off as well you know we just were kind of maybe having two or three subs and able to field a full team whereas at under 12 and 14 we had massive numbers but you know it's like that too lads just don't you know just find other interests and sometimes you find at younger age levels that it's the parents kind of want the kids to play and they'll go along with it you know until a certain age and then they just say no we're not we don't want to do this so you know we're always I suppose conscious of low numbers and and trying to you know um be able to feed the team you know and that so it's it's 
you know, it's difficult for small clubs. And I suppose a lot of clubs have, you know, have amalgamated now. You have even, you know, three clubs yeah. joining together. So, um, I don't know, down the road, hopefully they will be able to stand alone as a club. But down the road, you know, you just wonder, will we eventually have to, have to, you know, amalgamate with some other club as well? That's it. Well, I suppose that that's another option option down the line. But I, I suppose really, maybe the key is kind of maybe promoting it in the schools as well in, in the area as well. Yeah. Um. You know, you know, to try and recoup players for both the girls section and the the boys yeah. section. But yeah, yeah. There, it, it's kind of in a healthier place. But I suppose kind of going up to the under sixteen, minor, under twenty one, or under twenties, and that. You know that section. There, there is that motivation of maybe getting into the into the county teams, and we've right. seen there looking looking at the county team there the other day, the county minors, Beck Galway in, in yeah. the um, semi final. So that was a huge that that was because it's been a while coming where Absolutely. the minors were yeah, of, of uh, Galway. Yeah, it was fantastic because really they were huge underdogs. Nobody really gave them a chance, and they just kind of came in under the radar and. Actually, it was no fluke, you know, they kind of led from the start and never really looked like they were going to be beaten. So, yeah, fair play to them. There would be, um, my lad now would be on the, there was Garmin under 15s and there would be a good few of those lads that he'd know and play against regular and that. So, yeah, it was great to see, you know, see them doing so well. And another bit of a shock was that Sligo bet May also. You know, we would yeah. have probably everyone would have thought it was going to be a Roscommon Mayo final, but no fair play to Sligo. So um, that's yeah. it, and I suppose not, not a lot of people would have thought that uh, Roscommon would have been able to beat Galway either. Yeah. But th- this is a very you know, players have been coming through to the minor panel for <laughs> the last couple of yeah. years, and it's culminating in this win. And uh, you see, the the thing is now with Sligo is that they're a bit of uh, of an unknown quantity, but I suppose look, looking at Western Gales, are, are there many, uh, many of the lads from Western Gales in the panel? There was actually none, which I suppose is a bit worrying. There was um, we have two lads on the under 20s, um, but there, there was one lad who was um, with the, the minors all year, but he actually didn't, he wasn't on the panel the last day, so I don't know what happened, was he dropped or did he drop out, or I don't really know, but yeah, we had nobody at all, which I suppose is a bit, you know, a bit of a worry too, but um, as I said, the under 16 now, we have a good lads coming through, so hopefully, you know, they'd be too young yet, so hopefully that, you know, a few of them would yeah. make it. You know, um, it would be a, a cousin of my lads uh, from Boyle, Oshin Craig. He he was midfielder now for them, so um, we would have a, a bit, an interest, you know, in watching him, and he actually did very well. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's great to see it. That's it, and of course, uh, the Craig tradition. Craig tradition. Uh, you have the you have Finbar, and of course, Cahill Craig there yeah. for the. Yeah, with the seniors, and then you fit and Craig with Elfin. So That's the Craig right. name is a, a stronghold in both clubs as Absolutely. well. So that could be, and, uh, yeah. and Finton is actually our postman in the French Park area. So um, we kind of look on him as kind of a a, a, a son as well. So um, yeah, it's it's a good strong name. But you just hope for Cahill, you know, and for say the likes of Shawnee McDermott and Derek Moore, and that you know they're kind of I suppose. 
they're not getting any younger and for them you would just so love to see them land a county title because you know time is running out and you know you just wonder when they those lads do finish up is there anybody of that you know of that um skill set to kind of to take over from them so just hope you know we just feel that you know in the next year or two if we don't don't win something then that could be our chance gone for a while anyway that's it but as you were saying there you have the young players coming through in the the men's section and the underage section, the minors, and uh, yeah. you know, hopefully, yeah. if they if they get in with the uh, you know, if they go through the system and yeah. making county teams and things like that, and uh, I suppose really the the the, the thing with Cahill and and uh, Shawnee Mack and that is, you know, Shawnee Mack has his own business there, uh, right, yeah. thriving there, doing the being a barber, yeah. and of course. Cahill has a great job, a huge job there uh, working in the Connacht Centre right. of Excellence uh, doing strength and conditioning and everything. So they're, they're, all the players are doing well there. And I suppose, so for, for Cahill and Shawnee Mack, I suppose when the playing days come to an end, they, they always have those kind of things that, you know, oh. I, I know Shawnee Mack was playing basketball there for Castle That's Reef. right. Um, there, so that he was keeping his foot in there and of course playing Gaelic for, for the club as well. And yeah. Cahill, Carl will be involved with clubs and things like that through the strength and conditioning. That's so right. I, I suppose, you know, because when, when players come towards the end or say, well, what will I do outside the football, yeah. you know, when it comes to that day? So I suppose from that point of view, they, that, that's where they'll be able to stay stay involved. In. And even, even in a coaching role, like, you know, they'll, they'd have all that, they'd have huge experience yeah. to be able to bring on the next generation. Absolutely, yes. And I think too, Shawnee, once he called time on his inter-county career, I think it kind of gave him a new lease of life for the club, you know. Um, but he just told him, he said himself, he wasn't able to, you know, give the commitment. He was just opening up the business and he had to put, you know, a lot of time and effort into that. And he just couldn't, something had to give. He couldn't, you know, keep all sides going. But um, I would hope too that Cahill, you know, that when his inter-county career finishes, that there'll still be a few good two years left in at club level. So, you know, hopefully that uh, those lads keep themselves really well, you know, and they, they really, um, you know, totally dedicated to it. So, you know, hopefully that, you know, they have a good two years left in them, yes, you know. That's it, and of course, um, I suppose you're also involved with uh, CPA Jacks on the so- soccer side of things. So you're you've been a bit, you're a busy woman uh, every year doing what you're doing between doing uh, between being involved with Western Gales and also CPA Jacks as well. Well, that's it, yeah. The um the soccer, yeah. It just you know say um it's different sports, but I find often uh, most of the lads that would play the Gaelic would play the soccer as well, and um you know, they kind of go hand in hand. And in fairness, the CP coaches and the Western Gales coaches, you know, they, they are in communication and they make sure that, you know, it doesn't clash, that you don't have two matches at the same time. So it works well. And, um, you know, that I can only speak for my own, but they absolutely love the soccer, you know. And, uh, they would, yeah. you know, they would be a lot of the Tulse lads. That it's funny, they had... Uh, we had a championship game against Tulsk on the Wednesday and um, my lad was playing against most of his CP teammates and actually one of them <laughs> gave him a dead leg and then the next evening they were lining out in the Cubs final um, 
playing together, yeah. but he couldn't play because he was still injured. So his coach was given out to us to the lad that had injured him and say, wouldn't you think you'd have mind, you know, mind with your own teammates. So, but they're all, you know, they're, as I say, they, they talk out against each other in the Gaelic, but um, once it comes to CT, then they're all the one and they're very united and, you know, they get on very, very well and it, it's great. You know, there's lads from Oran on that CT team and there's lads from, um, you know, Carrick and Shannon and Elfin. So it's great, you know, it's, it's lovely how they kind of put aside I suppose Gaelic rivalries and they're all one united under the in the C T jersey, you know. So it's nice to see. That's it. That's it. And I suppose down the road as well you also have Val Nagar, I know for the under eleven and under twelve uh, a friend of mine Chris uh, oh, Chris Chris yeah. Ward is in charge uh, in charge of that. So there there's kind of that <laughs> two or three uh, there's two clubs in 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 that yeah, area, well, and I know Chris yeah. very well with that with them. Yeah, he's as well. he's doing very well. He puts a lot of effort, and actually, mine would all have played up to under twelve with Balnagar, but unfortunately, there was no they weren't able to field an under fourteen team, so that's how they ended up with CT because you know the lads that were in school with were playing and were saying, "Oh, come with them." So there is talk now about uh, uh, Balnagar having a team for next year. So. I don't know how that's going to go, you know. Um, because I suppose really the next step now um, from knowing him and also with, uh, you know, being involved with uh, Belenagar Manor now, which is the, the first right, team, yeah. there's actually, uh, there's now an under-18 side. But so I suppose really there's that huge gap between, as you were saying now, there's going there could be an under-14s team. There's still that gap between under-14 and under-18. Yeah. So... At 14 years of age, they're, too young, they're way too young for playing under 18. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. But I suppose like, the likes of CPA Jacks or whatever and that, and like say, and then come back to Manor or Ballinagar yeah. Manor under that kind of umbrella, yeah. I suppose, really down the line. Probably that's what they will. And the coach that they have now, Declan Kilkenny, he, he just trains the under 16. So um, they will probably stick with he He's, you know, has put so much time into effort into he's absolutely fantastic the work that he does for CT and his wife too in the background and he welcomed you know those Western Gales lads and Balnagar lads in with open arms and has treated them so well so probably while Jacqueline they will yeah. stay with him probably for under 16 and then hopefully if there is an under 18 Balnagar Manor will probably you know switch back this, you know that that's it and has, has there been any um any uh, any achievements uh, for in 2020-21 uh, in the 2020 season for for CPA Jacks at, at at any level? Um. Well, yeah, they got to a cup. It was a two-legged cup semi-final this year. They they had no league, which unfortunately, and then they always have um they have a seven-a-side competition, which last year they got to the final and they lost on penalties. But this year that didn't didn't take place so it was kind of straight into cup with them but they got to the semi-final and um, they you know they, they were unfortunate in the first leg they, they lost they gave away a penalty and they lost from that and then the second game was the game that my lad was injured and there was two other lads injured as well so uh, and they had a deficit to make up so they just they lost one nil in that game. So, but they were very, very close, and you would feel if they had a full team that they would have, you know, they would have won it. But um, 
they finished third in their group. So, um, but it was only like two points behind the lead, the, the winners. So they did very well. They have a great group, group of lads there, some very, very skilled um, lads. Some of them would be in the academy, you know, they, they were scumming in district league academy. So, um, yeah, they, they, and hopefully if it, if it goes ahead this year now, they would, you know, would be expected to have a good chance at, at bringing home a trophy or two. That's it. And of course, for from a development point of view, it's great to see soccer in uh, the national schools as well. We're aware of the spar competitions yeah. that are going on uh, for national school kids as well. So that's a, that's a great plus as well, indoors and outdoors Absolutely. and different things, which which all help in the development of uh, kids' skills for kids. Absolutely. And there, there would be lads that would love the soccer and wouldn't play Gaelic at all, you know, so... Um... It is quite strong, you know, and there's quite a few clubs around, you know, and Balladream would be for the soccer would be in the Roscommon District League as well, and they have big, big numbers. They have a lot, lots of lads playing. So um, soccer is, yeah, it's, it's pretty popular and, and you know, um, it, it's pretty strong in, in around, you know, in Roscommon and, and these areas. That's it. So I suppose looking at looking at twenty twenty one for CPA Jax, what are your thoughts or what are the plans going forward for twenty twenty one? I suppose we don't know now. It all depends on the uh, the COVID now for twenty twenty one. Is there's uh, just heard there earlier on that uh, the level five restrictions with some with some with some some adaptations have been brought in again. So it's it's going to depend on. On that, I suppose, for 2021. Well, that's it. I mean, you know, hopefully, if you know, that they will get in a league and they'll get in their seven aside. And, but, you know, we don't really know. I suppose they were lucky, really, to get playing at all this year. It was very, you know, different. There was no dressing room. So you had lads chugging out in the car park or, or coming, you know, chugged yeah. out and everything. But, um, still it was great and for them it was great to see them get back to it so hopefully that it will go ahead this year and I mean with the team they have we would be hoping that they would be you know a, a, a silverware to come you know definitely so um, it's a good cause for optimism now looking for 2021 hopefully that's it, and uh, I'm sure you're, you're looking forward to 2021 yourself. And listen, thanks very much for taking the time out to do uh, to do this review of 2020, and I'd like to wish you and your family and, of course, everyone at Western Gales and CPA Ajax all the best for Christmas and uh, have a happy and safe New Year. Thank well. you very much, Aidan, and the same to you and your family, and hopefully we'll get to meet up sometime during 21. Thanks very much. Okay, bye. Bye. bye.